Of all the countries in the world, no other than the Dutch is more known for their ice skating traditions. During the Spanish Rebellion, the Spanish was moving through the land, pillaging, murdering and torching Protestant churches as they went. To stop the invaders, the Dutch breached their own dikes and blocked rivers, turning the countryside around the cities into massive lakes. When winter came and the man-made lakes froze over, the Spanish tried invading again, only to be met by musket-wielding devils dancing on the lake. Or as we call them, Dutch with ice skates. Welcome to Two Thirds Focused. I'm an idiot and late. I am exhausted. <laughs> okay. Now I can use either of those. Well, in that case, I'm just Jan, which basically includes photo ghosts. <laughs> yeah, so uh, every, everything is my fault this, this time. Uh, I mean, apart from Jan having to postpone one day of recording and then me going, oh yeah, no, I'm supposed to move some furniture, but I'm sure we'll finish in time. And then we push it back an hour and then another half hour and I'm still not here. And now we are basically <laughs> two thirds waffle. <laughs> yeah, except none of us have waffles, which is really sad. Yeah. yeah. How, how the fuck have you been doing this week? Yeah. I've been doing good. Why, good. If, why, why do I have to go first? <laughs> I'm not prepared. No. Um, it's been busy, um, as basically always. But um, yeah, just working around the house. Um, I'm still gardening if the weather and time allows it. And um, I picked my car back up from the dealership after the repairs. Because yeah. I think I mentioned that that little scratch I had in my back bumper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Turns out if you are driving BMW, a few scratches can be about 4,000 euros. Damn. Ooh. Yeah. Didn't you say like 2,000 last time? Yeah, yeah. But that was just the uh, cost of material and working time and not with the uh, insurance fees and uh, Damn it. lawyers and I don't know what else. So, Good yeah. Good thing it's a company car? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't have to pay it because whoever, basically the poor lady that scratched my car and then called the police to tell them is basically yeah. the one being punished. But um, I'm pretty sure the insurance of, like her insurance company will uh, give a veto on that one. Basically send it back and say, yeah, try again. But yeah, it's <laughs> apparently yeah. normal that they try to charge that much. Jesus. Yeah, I, I would have driven God, it to that's a stake. insane. 4,000 euros is, is insane for a scratch. A scratch. Yeah. That, that's more than the worth of my car. Well, the, the uh, thing it is, is, it is a painted bumper. So even when it's being repainted, and that's where the problem starts, because of their uh, freaking driving computers nowadays with all the sensors in it. So yeah. you can, you have to be really careful when repainting them, because if you put too thick of paint on them, the no, sensors will shit. activate. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So there's just diff different stuff. That's, uh, I, I read some stuff about it, and um, I was just like, okay, yeah, it's going to be more expensive, but it's not that expensive like i can go on ebay and put in bmw 3 series bumper and probably buy one for a few hundred bucks yeah yeah sure. and yeah, get it painted so. in the color i want to and spend a weekend cursing but after that it's on but yeah that's that's why i would never privately drive a bmw and that's <laughs> I why I, I always fix my car myself because exactly too expensive why you end up spending a 
couple of months fixing and yeah, fixing, but and now fixing, it's and fixing done and now it's done now it's done now it's done <laughs> don't jinx it the car is still french yeah, yeah. no you're right <laughs> damn it and if, and if we're all quiet we can hear it in the background rusting outside <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right, right. no yeah. I, other than that um i, I would like to say the, the the week was pretty uneventful it was actually not just before yesterday that um yeah, I, we had the garbage disposal yesterday. Um, and how do I explain that? In German, it's Schwemmel, which is basically you get from your, uh, from the waste company or from, from the, the, the city. Recycling. You get, yeah, from recycling, you get kind of like a card every year. So basically trash that is too big, you can uh, call them and they come and they pick it up. Mm -hmm. mm, so right. you, you basically put it in front of your door and then they tell you okay we're going to be there tomorrow and then they're going to load it off so we've been waiting about two weeks for an appointment for them uh, but we finally get just the last of our stuff um, that we've collected since I mean we moved in five years ago but we have a big seller so we just put that aside that aside and during Corona, I finally snapped and I was just like, that needs to go. Everything that I haven't used in a long time, an old mattress and um, just stuff like that. And it's it's all gone. There's so much space. Cool. Yeah. That's exactly how I got my furniture when I was a student. Uh, people putting stuff in the street and I yeah. was and this is picking kind of up nice and, and really in really stuff in really good condition. Yeah. And, and that is kind of what, what I think is a little bit sad because there used to be certain dates where they would drive around and load that. So there were dates a year that were informed to the public for different streets or city parts. So mm -hmm. everybody was putting their stuff out. And I know so many students that basically refurnished their apartments because yeah. they know mm -hmm. this day. So they would drive, they start driving at 10 o'clock in the morning and just start looking where people were yeah. putting stuff out and they would just directly load it into their car. So, yeah. So, oh, yeah, here's so a new right. wardrobe. Oh, here's a new table. Oh, that chair's still good. I can repose to that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I a lot of it's people, a clever way. Yeah, and a lot of people throw stuff out that is in absolutely perfect condition. So and even, even the stuff I put out, it was trash. Like there was just, I don't know, but they, they took some stuff maybe just because um, of the wood. I knew it was just laminated wood, mm. not, but they probably didn't know it or somebody wasn't that kind of like a situation where they could even use that. Yeah. But yeah, there was there was nothing really in there that was functioning anymore, because I'm now pretty good at recycling myself. And be, like now, starting being a maker, I can basically see trash anywhere. And it's like, oh, I can upcycle that. That that <laughs> yeah. that stuff was not, um, yeah, that was not for saving. That just had to go. So now That's I have a lot of space. Cool. Yeah. So what what are you gonna put in that space now? Don't 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 start start with me like that. And yeah, because the, the, I can't give an answer that won't give me in trouble because I'm not gonna be the one putting stuff in that situation. Oh, there's a discount on these tools on on, on Craigslist and eBay. Hmm, I got room. Yeah, I, I like new tools, but I also like being married. And there is that there's that unspoken Good rule point. that um, I have my workshop, and even if it's small, but this is where I can store my shit. I'm already hiding tools in different parts of the house, <laughs> or they're being like in transition because I need to keep the system rotating because there's not enough space. <laughs> so I cannot start putting stuff in the basement, which is reserved for 
in quotes, normal stuff. So, so yeah. we start standing behind you with a knife suddenly. <laughs> exactly. So what you're saying is that in this newly acquired free space, you're going to put more um, furniture to store her books? <laughs> no, it's not going to be any more furniture. Uh, it's, it's just going to be um, freed up storage for actually stuff we have to store away, like just different being it bags or bodies, stuff that's been around um, the house. Yeah, weed. also bodies. But bodies really, really uh, important. Yeah. Okay, cool. No, the weed I'm actually keeping in. No. <laughs> 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 but enough about that. How about you, Red? How was uh, your weekend? Pretty uneventful as yours. Because you played Frostpunk. Because I did. I did a stupid, <laughs> as, as you say. I, 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 I did the mistake to play Frostpunk uh, one day. One of us. One of us. <laughs> one of us. <laughs> and it got me in trouble. Not with the wife because she was sleeping. But I started playing around 10. And the next time I watched, I, I took a look at my watch. It was 1.30 in the morning. And I was like, hmm, I really should stop playing this game, although it's very nice. So let, let me just do this and this, and then I would stop. And next time I, I, I took a look at the, my watch, it was 3.30 a.m. or something like that. So I, I stopped, uh, but it totally messed up my, my uh, sleeping uh, pattern. Uh, and I, I haven't slept in two days, almost. Um, oh. Yeah, but it gave me time to completely finish the laser engraver enclosure. Uh, tried it today. Works really great. The fume extractor is very effective, so um, cool. doesn't smell anymore in the room when I'm engraving stuff. So I'm really happy, happy about that. Also got a few stuff delivered for the the apartment. We are signing finally tomorrow uh, the sale of the apartment, so we will uh, become the proud owner uh, tomorrow afternoon and also uh, in debt for a few years. Um, but yeah, uh, we received the heaters for the room, the ginormous TV uh, that I ordered a few weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> and and it's it's really big. <laughs> don't even know if it will fit on the wall. I'm planning to put it on, but that, that's okay. Don't tell my wife. Um, <laughs> you will make you make it fit. Yeah, I'll make it fit. Exactly. <laughs> I can see him putting the circular saw on the side of the TV, just a little bit of the trim. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, I have a router for that. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those edges are way too sharp. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, received uh, the washing machine, so a few stuff that I ordered, and, and I'm happy now to have here uh, in storage, uh, waiting for the apartment to be to be ready. Um, so first thing I will have to do is to obviously change the lock uh, on the front door to get new keys because the apartment has been rented uh, to a few a few people over the years. I wonder if your parents are going to do the same. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, then, then do a little bit uh, of repairs on the walls. So it's not plaster, but it's like um, yeah, uh, removing all the scratches and stuff. Uh, put a, a few coats of paint, uh, change the heater, and then we'll be more or less able to move in and all the rest will, can wait. Uh, so it's not, it's not very urgent. So yeah, uh, really not much to talk about this week. Um, planning on, on, on 
videos and and project um and uh, among which a very cool one I, I really can't wait to to get started on uh because because it's it's assassin's creed inspired one so really Ooh. now i have all the materials and the tools to do it uh i probably talked about it a few, a few weeks ago but but now i'm i'm ready to start uh, so i want to start it but nice yeah. i envy you thanks but life life first so apartment and moving and, and all no that. no yeah <laughs> i have to the making first no life i'm, can I'm come just, afterwards. i'm just like jan i'm happy to be married so uh, I, 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 I have to make it a priority so yeah <laughs> rasmus is gonna be like i'm never gonna i mean i'm never gonna get married <laughs> i'm never gonna grow up <laughs> Damn it, I can hear a sound by coming already. <laughs> so that's my week. What about you, Ed? Uh Yeah, uh, I've, I, I'm very sure I've done lots of things. Just give me a second. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> You're not living in the I, woods I, anymore. Well, yeah, well, first off, new background. Yeah. Uh, same old stupid baker, uh, blacksmith. But yeah, no, I, I have officially moved to Oslo. Nice. I have only had three nights, four nights here so far. So it's yeah. still very much a bombshell, which I think people on the YouTubes can see. Yeah. Uh, and like I said in the intro, uh, I literally just finished moving the last bit of furniture in with the help of a friend of mine. Uh, so it means you don't you didn't have, you didn't have dinner yet? Oh, that, that's maybe partially why we were late because we both were famished and we thought looked at the watch and like, oh, we got plenty of time. Let's stop for a burger on the way. <laughs> uh, okay. And, and and then we didn't have so much time anymore. Uh, oh, but it was okay. a very good burger. Uh, as long as you have a roof and you have been fed, that's okay. Yes, I think I'll survive for another couple of minutes at least, maybe yeah. hour. Good. Uh, but yeah, also like the Valentine's thing, I had a small pop-up market in Raksta. Uh, sold a few things, did a lot of people watching because I was stationed in between the local shop that bought some of my goods earlier and cool. the liquor store and the flower store and because uh, i had a puppet store on saturday all the shops are closed on sunday but sunday was also mother's day here in norway and mm -hmm. then valentine's on monday so everybody was going either to the liquor shop or to the flower shop so i could just watch people all day <laughs> and it's an interesting sort of you sort of quickly realize that oh wait a second i've seen him before he seemed more drunk now. <laughs> He's carrying a different bottle of liquor. Hmm. I wonder what's going on. <laughs> There's a few of those. Uh, People but yeah. enjoying Valentine's to the fullest. Yeah, I mean, uh, love yourself. Isn't that the message? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, uh, and I had my first couple of days of working here in Oslo at uh, Krulofta, the makerspace. That's here. Go. Uh, I mean, Friday I had all by myself which yeah. was really nice uh, then uh, yesterday I think it was yesterday I'm losing track of time for some it reason was, it, let's say it was yesterday yeah let me pretend it was yesterday yeah. uh, yesterday uh, they, there was a lot of people there because there's two other blacksmith businesses working out of the bigger workshop area there mm -hmm. uh, I think they're working on restoring the fences to the I don't know what to call it it's the royal farm the royal uh, 
the royal estate farmland kind of thing just mm-hmm. outside of Oslo. So there's something like 77,000 rivets to be set oh. in just putting the, the fencing back together. I think it's like 70 sections of two and a half meter long each or something like that. Okay. Uh, so this is a big blacksmith project that's been going on for a while, involving a lot of different craftsmen across Norway, where some people are doing the restoration, some people are doing the reforging of pieces, some is doing recasting of pieces. Then, uh, then there's the two companies, both with at least... Then there's two companies, one with two apprentices and one with an extra guy doing just the re-riveting and reassembly of it. And then uh-huh. someone else will do another 70 sections of railing Wow. And someone else will do the installation again. So it's it's like a massive project. Mm-hmm. Nice. But yeah. Uh, I have crazy, another question to the market you went to. You said you were in between a flower shop and a liquor store? Yes. You, you, you know you missed a complete opportunity. The next time you go into the liquor, you first thing you do is you walk into the liquor store, you buy all the bottle openers they have in there. They don't sell bottle openers, really. Oh, okay. So then you know, it's even better. Then you just have to put yours like directly on display next to the store when you come out. <laughs> yeah. I could do that. Uh, well, well, uh, I, sort of the funny thing about Norway is that our liquor stores are uh, government run. They, the, 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 the name of the liquor store literally translates to Vine Monopoly. The government has a monopoly on all hard liquor in Norway. Oh. Which is, well, and anything more than, not even hard liquor. I think it's any, everything above like 5% of alcohol mm-hmm. is, it, it can only be sold by these government-run stores. So everything but beer, basically. Yeah, and even strong beer you need yeah, yeah. to buy from this place. So a lot of craft beers, either you can get it on tap in the pub or you need to go to the, the liquor stores. Okay. So when I talk about the liquor store, it's literally like the government-run liquor store. That's the only one we have. Yeah, I've seen that in Canada. Uh, they might have a similar concept. I'm not sure. But uh, the Sweden Swedes do the same. But then mm. Denmark is close to being German, so they have everything just at the petrol station. Jan is just that's us well I mean or supermarket we can get everything at the supermarket it's just it's a normal yeah I believe the same with everything as soon as you make it hard to get it's more desirable so Mm. here it's just normal same thing here we can buy alcohol in in supermarket and in gas station but the price in the gas station would be like four times the, the price in the supermarket yeah, that can yeah, happen but, but some did, did, did you guys have prohibition? I uh, don't think so. Because we did in Norway, actually. Well, that's why. Yeah, that, so I, uh, there was a lot of reformation when it comes to alcohol laws. Oh, so uh, it doesn't matter. You all have your own little burning stations down in your basements. <laughs> <laughs> so that, 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 that's a very funny thing. Uh, we have... But honestly, I think this is really brilliant. Uh, I'm just trying to get sort out the facts in my head. So uh, we had a King Magnus, Magnus Lagerbötter, who in, literally his name is Magnus Lawmaker. Mm-hmm. He was the king in the early 1300s or something. And he put into law that every single farm in Norway have to brew beer and it has to be good beer. Okay, that's interesting. Because whenever the, there's a lot of these hospitality laws that was in effect in Norway, where you you couldn't really turn away people, you had to offer them at least a roof to sleep under. It could be the barn, uh-huh. which which often could be better, warmer, and cleaner than sleeping in the house. 
but you, because of the vast distances in Norway, uh, I think I mentioned it earlier that it was more of a crime to steal a horse from someone out in the wilderness than it was to steal a horse in the city. Because no. if you stole a horse out in the wilderness in, of Norway, you basically killed a man because yeah. he couldn't get back to civilization. Oh, that's cool. That's but nice. th back to that with that brewing beer in every farmhouse. So traveling through Norway was basically like a huge pub tour. <laughs> yes, it was. Especially <laughs> and for, I like for the tax sound. collector and the state state people and all of that. Uh, and there's, there's also like rumors of like some priest who around Easter, for example, would travel through a lot of the farms of his congregation. And they would like the last couple of farms would just like, basically carry him in a wheelbarrow from farm to farm. <laughs> that's that's more than one story of that specifically happening to more than one people. Uh, but then coming up to the 1600s, uh, it was also not stated by law, but it was recommended by the king that all grain should that couldn't immediately be eaten should be used to brew liquor. Yeah. Because grain would spoil and get eaten by rodents. It was really yeah. hard to keep grain without it going bad. He was a so wise man and probably loved and by his people. <laughs> or, I mean, everyone was too drunk to notice who was king. Also. I mean, we also had, like, like the British, I think, had... I mean, we had some, we had some Danish king that was mad. Uh, two of them, I think, was pretty bonkers. We had, uh, we had a few. Well, those, good, good, good thing we never had those in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, a, just a small guy called Otto and another one named uh, Wilhelm, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last crazy guy running around was, I think, in the early 30s till yeah. the late to mid of the 40s. Ah, he was Austrian, doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> but uh sorry uh red i believe you had uh a topic uh no i didn't jan had no oh, jan had a topic sorry my bad i had a like, topic oh, the topic was about you he was blaming you that's good. okay <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i had a topic that actually red put in yeah to notion <laughs> okay so sh should, should, should i should i do the intro of the topic yes, yes. yes please uh, so um as we do videos as makers um, and sometimes we get offered tools or money uh, to do a review or to um, talk about the tool or just show the tool in the video. Um, some people complain, sort of, uh, that uh, the said maker does that is a sellout. So the, the idea of the topic was to discuss a little bit about um, getting getting sponsored uh, by a brand uh, or working with a brand, uh, getting free tools or getting money in order to show products uh, in our YouTube videos or Instagram posts or whatever. Um, I, I had a, a few experiences with, with brands so far doing that. Um, and um, I, I believe that's that's a topic that uh, comes in the conversation pretty easily, at least at the beginning when you are a maker and you enter the maker community and start making videos. Um, it's like uh, a goal in itself to get recognized enough 
by a brand, by the community, by your subscribers, your viewers, to get those deals, to get those offers from the brands or money or tools and whatever. And so, yeah, uh, the idea was to discuss a little bit about that. What you think? Do you have the experience uh, of getting those offers or these tools, these the, the money, uh, or did you and did you accept or turn it down, uh, and why and all that jazz? So we want to start. I, so, I sort of recognize the thing of uh, it being a goal to get big enough that you get recognized by companies so they give you free stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure where a sellout comes into that. Because to me, sellout would be that you are suddenly accepting money in exchange for your ethics and morals. Well, from my point of view, that's something that I've heard a lot uh, when I started watching YouTube videos, when people started to, to promote products in their videos. Um, a few of them were, were doing it right, quote-unquote right, because it was like uh, on, the, on the topic, uh, it was fitting the video well, and it was something that uh, the viewers uh, in the maker community would be interested in. Uh, a new tool, a new product, or whatever, uh, and and sometimes the the comments on those videos were, oh, now you are sellout because you are placing placing product in every single of your videos, um, and and so I believe there is a a, a part of the uh, viewership on those YouTube videos that consider that promoting a product is being a sellout because reasons okay and, then and gonna, i understand that their point of view but then, i, I would want to know yours yeah but then i want to throw something in when it comes to that um calling somebody a sellout because he works with brands or basically advertises for products especially if that person is open and clear about it right transparency is a huge thing mm -hmm. um i they even passed laws here in germany that you can be charged for if you're not honest about or you sign it as a commercial or something like that going going back to that calling somebody a sellout because he works with brands and promotes brands is basically like walking into a bakery and calling the guy a sellout because he sells bread mm -hmm. yeah it's a business yeah. like it's basically what you're making your money with it i think it is important to be transparent about it not mm -hmm. like talking about a product the whole time not claiming or not even telling the people that it's actually a sponsor of that but if mm -hmm. you're like hey i'm sponsored by this kind of brand and i'm using it and this is my thoughts about it or there's actually one guy in the um photo um youtube scene uh gerald undone you he will before the video even starts claims like i've been sent this camera to test out no money has exchanged hands they're not getting to see this video before i give out the review and and then there's other ones where he says it's like they are sponsoring these videos and i'm doing that because i already like the product and i'm already using it but it gives a context to the person watching and they can decide if they want to watch it or not mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, like calling somebody a sellout because working with that with those brands, uh, hell no. And even if it's not a business, like you, basically you're making your money from YouTube. So it's absolutely okay to work with brands and um, advertise that if, as long as you're transparent with that and you're doing that in your videos. For me and as a, somebody that works in a hobby, I would kill for someone to come around and offer me free tools to do that. Mm. 
And yeah, I wouldn't count myself a seller because of that, because it enables me for future products with money I would usually not spend or could not, <laughs> I, I cannot spend, or I can, well, even if I can, it's hard to argue or to, to say it's, I'm going to spend that much money on what just basically a toy for me because I'm not using it on an everyday work basis. Yeah. So if somebody go, comes around and offers me free tools in doing that, yes. I, I, th I, I think you, you said something very important. When I started to think about, about the topic and, and, and why people would say that, um, I think it's very important to, to do the distinction between uh, hobbyists and, and quote-unquote professional, people that uh, make a living out of making YouTube videos. Uh, and, yes. and for someone uh, who's um, making videos a hobby, um, it, it's... It, it can be a goal in itself and it because as you said you don't often have or always have the money to buy new tools and to try new surf stuff so you are um, doing what you can to produce the best video that you can with what you have because it's a hobby and you, the, the amount of money that you can invest in making one video uh, or videos is limited mm -hmm. and the time your time is limited as well Uh, so when a, a brand comes to you and say, hey, I'm going to send you a 3D printer or a laser engraver or a new drill or a exactly. new thing, you get, okay, yeah, I, please do. Because it helps you just keep on making videos as a hobbyist. It's yeah. not that I mean, important. You're going to keep, keep your morals. I mean, if the thing is absolutely garbage, I would ne <laughs> never sign anything that says, but you have to speak positive about it. Yeah, because in that, that case, I would say it's like, no, that's not going to happen. Um, I'm going to give my honest opinion. And if they say, well, we want the video for review, I'm like, no, because it's not a paid sponsorship. Mm -hmm. Like, this is something for me like, different. Like, if, if I would get a tool that I would usually not buy, I want to basically, well, what I would like to do is test it, but give my honest opinion about it. Mm -hmm. And if they say it's like, nah, or basically not, not even giving them the chance because it's like, okay, you think your product is good, you're saying it to me, I'm going to test it. If somebody approaches me and like, well, we would like a good review, then tell me what, or tell you what, I'm going to do it. But if I'm not happy with it, I'm going to say it. And you can either decide and the video won't go online or, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you could even go as far as to say, I'll, I will give an honest review and you pay me. Either to not upload the video or to upload the video. That's nice. Yeah, and I, I have not been in that situation. I've been in the situation once where I that's not been in a video, but where I got sent free stuff in order to, and they ask for a review, but they specifically didn't say it has to be good, mm. and that was for uh, filament. And yeah. that was a pretty easy one and um, because it's one of the major filament producers and it was good filament, so I just, it was easy to write a good review about it. And I don't think that's attained it because it's like there are three or four big ones making filament from the like yeah, main brands of that, PLA, especially PLA filament. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I was happy to apply. It's just like, well, a free roll, like this is, this is 25 bucks mm -hmm. or almost 30 bucks a kilogram roll it's like thank you very much I'll take that because it all, it all I did was one test print for them made the picture uploaded it gave them their Amazon review they asked for gave them a good one because it worked with my PLA printer without any issues um, I liked the effect and then I started just printing the heck out of the rest of the material for my own personal stuff yeah 
But, uh, again, the, as an hobbyist, you you will probably not get a big amount of money or a, a big amount of money in tools to just make a review of a video. You're, you're talking about one PLA roll, which is about 30 euros or something like that. It's, yeah, but it's, they, they, they can just give it away in the street. It would be exactly the same. The oh, exactly. Like, yeah, I, work, I, I mean, I work at a company making industrial goods like this is nothing for them like writing yeah. this is so easy written off but it made me as a hobbyist really happy absolutely and i would have probably not bought that kind of pla and i would have gone for a cheaper one yeah but on the market they were one of the more expensive ones and for them to ask that was just <laughs> amazing then i have to say it's um i am not really proactive when it comes to approaching um, like producers and, or manufacturers of different stuff. It might happen at one point, but uh, I have kind of that, how do you say that? I, I want to make more videos and more consistently to be mm -hmm. of value for them mm -hmm. to order. But, and this is something I just want to do. I probably wouldn't even have to do that. But I mean, look at Rasmus, <laughs> who you wrote Isotunes, and I'm like, yeah, I've been listening for a year with your headphones. Can I get a replacement? This is being proactive, and it worked. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I've chatted with him a little bit. Uh, also, I, I, I met the representative at Maker Central last and talked to them a little bit. So, I mean, I, uh, I built some rapport with them before I did ask for that. Mm -hmm. But also, I have actually nearly 365 days of active listening time using isotune products mm. they are not the absolute best out there but they're the best i've tried and they're the best for the money i found mm -hmm. i don't have a discount count or i would have plugged it right now um but i mean that's one of the cases where i just yeah i've been using this product uh joke i i know i listen to an excessive amount of podcasts so i just reached out to them just to see what i can wing out of it mm -hmm. and yep. also i'm hoping to get a good sponsorship with them <coughs> after a while because i actually do like their products yeah but it doesn't make you a seller because you went there proactive like they didn't come to you and ask <laughs> ask you to promote their product for money you wrote I'm, them and I'm said like sure give me know. something i'm not sure that's a, that would be a different form like I don't think I see the difference in me reaching out to them or them coming to me with it. I think it's more how I ah, would have presented it to the public or if I were to forsake my own morals or an ethics in exchange for money. I think that's I, where the sellout term comes into, into effect. In I, I agree with that. I was more thinking about the terms of like if you approach someone that means you want to work together with that brand because you value it. I was yeah. just imagine not, not for the money's sake, but actually, for, for example, like what would be a different companies? Like if you look at like the CNC routers um, or like a Tormac or like take one of the like the bigger brands of manufacturer of those of course you would be happy if you could score a sponsorship with them mm. but yeah and i've i've tried to get two deals going when it comes to teaching classes of equipment for students mm -hmm. uh one of them is a blacksmithing tools company here in norway that's done a lot of reselling. I've, I've talked a lot on the phone with the guy who runs it, and he's helped me out a fair bit. He's the one who helped me ship that ridiculously big 130 kilo anvil for me. Mm. I did some video editing for me, and he sent me a pile of other stuff as well. So, I mean, that's, that's what sort of an exchange of services that started. Mm -hmm. uh, and then after that, like, 
I do a lot of teaching. I might be the one in Norway who have had the most classes currently in Norway. I'm not sure if that's actually correct, but in within the last three years, I think I am. Maybe within the last five years. Maybe not a live blacksmith who has been teaching for 40 years, uh, but I've done a lot of teaching. I have a lot of students come in who really want to pick up the business or the hobby of blacksmithing. So having me being able to say, go and talk to this guy, he will do you good. He got discounts for you, especially if you say that you, I sent you. Uh, maybe I haven't gotten any kickback from any of that. That would be nice. That would be nice to get a little bit of extra money out of that. That would make me feel more of a sellout. So I don't <laughs> want to pursue that too much. But then again, am I a sellout when I'm using their products? I'm happy with the products. They like no, it. No, I, I don't think a, so. There's other people they can easily find to buy stuff from. I don't, I don't think you are because the only thing you did is to use their product like it enough to keep using it for over a year of listening and then when when the little tip of the thing was uh, destroyed or used uh, you just ask for new uh, and they send you one and oh, you and, just and to be fair that, I mean um, I have bought at least two packs of five sets each yeah. of replacement buds for my acetunes yeah this is the third and fourth one that I gave him for free. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like, oh, I bought the product, I really like it, but it broke early. No, no. I've had these products for a long while. This is actually my second Isotunes because I upgraded to the 16-hour version from the 8-hour version or whatever it was the last time. Uh, so, I mean, I've been using them a lot. Yeah, and... and um, the the story that you made on Instagram saying that you received them and all the story that you presented on Instagram, they didn't ask for you to do that. You no, did that, not at all. You, yeah, so you're not a sellout in that case uh, or in general because they didn't ask for you for anything and they were just like, oh, you like our product, so we are doing something nice for so, you so you keep enjoy our product. Mm -hmm. and uh, just to throw that in because I just had to Google it. I My understanding of a sellout was a wrong one, like it com completely, like the meaning of it. Okay. Because it here says, um, well, sellout, the definition is a betrayal of one's principles for reason of expedience. Expedience. Money. Yes, exactly. So I, I didn't, I didn't know that there was that that was the exact term for it. That it was with something negative because I thought it would be something that could be seen as well, not as negative or positive. Yeah. So yeah, when it comes to that, it's um, own principles, and it's probably what I wanted to say in the beginning is if you're open about it. So like this, this is a sponsorship. Mm -hmm. This is a product I've been encouraged to promote. Mm -hmm stuff like that and then just don't go about um against your how do you say that against your own Princi principles principles, yeah. principles ethics, conscience. yeah exactly words. Yeah. yeah yeah words one of those yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think that's that's really the point about um getting sponsorship what are you ready to do in order to pro promote a product uh when it comes to your ethic your your principle if you are betraying that, if you are starting to 
um, advertise stuff that you never use, you don't trust, you don't like, or wouldn't benefit your viewership in any way, you're being a sellout. Because that's the proper definition of it. And that's not, that's not wrong in any way because makers are like other people. They have to pay rent and buy food. And so you have to earn money in a way. I heard that would term a lot when uh, makers uh, on YouTube started to make videos about matlasses and stuff like that. But it, it's a good way for a brand to get known. Yeah. I remember specifically Jimmy Diresta making an intro to a video about a Viking game on your cell phone where you can get free ships or axes or whatever. And we all know, uh, because he said that yeah, uh, in the podcast, making that, it. Yeah, but people that don't know. Like, this is for me, that would be a hard no, because I hate mobile games. That would be go completely against my beliefs. And Jimmy, the rest yeah, of yeah, but never let, played let, a mobile let, game in his life. Let, so let me finish. Let me finish. That, that, that's, actually, that, that's exactly right. Jimmy said in making it that he doesn't play mobile games. And he took the deal for the money. And, but it was not happy. he was not happy with the result. And so he didn't, uh, they offered him uh, to do a second and a third video and he didn't take it. He took it the for the money, he did it for the money and took the money because he needed but it at the time. That is like the picture for sellout. Like that is like the absolute, like best <laughs> thing you can Example. That, yeah, example but even, yeah, though, even though that's, that, that's the example of a sellout of, or being a sellout, I don't think there's anything wrong with it if you are, uh, as you said, very clear about that. At the beginning of the video, especially on YouTube now, you have uh, uh, um, something written on your screen saying there is a product placement in this video. So it, there is a, a part of the video that is an advertisement for a project, uh, for a product. Uh, uh, and and uh, either the maker of the video, the, the, the person that did the video is getting money or, or something else in return for placing a product and, and showing uh, on on screen so you, it, there is yeah but they're giving not, their name they're, they're endorsing it they're giving their name for it and if yeah, the product is that good that I, I see that in a negative way it's the same as you like that oh, everybody's making fun about it um, Raid Shadow Legends mm -hmm. every single person I'm not going to piss on those people because like it is I mean if they pay for it and they want to do it this is just my personal opinion but Every single one, every maker or every, not even maker, but every YouTube channel I watch that talks about Raider Shadow Legends, it's always the same text. Yeah. It's, they basically get a blank sheet with this is what you have to read and this is what you have to say. And you can deviate yeah, a little some, bit from this, but this is that, what you yeah. give across. And everybody's been playing it and I don't know what. And... I, I would never do it because I hate mobile games. I think they destroyed the video game industry for what actually are fun games to uh, just money-making machines. That, I, 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 I hate it with every cent. Like, even back to like Candy Crush Saga and all that other mm. shit, like, you will not find one mobile game or like any phone. mobile game on my phone. Yeah, That's I, a different topi I, topic, I, I, I believe. Yeah, yes. I, I, you're, I just, you're right. Okay, just, just saying it just goes strongly about my beliefs, and that's what I would title as a sellout is basically I have the feeling that a lot of people are just, in Jimmy's case, he doesn't play it, and he does not say, well, I never played it, but 
here. If you would just go like, this is the sponsor of today's episode. They're making mobile games, but they're advertising about all that cool stuff you can do in there and stuff like that. And he's obviously never done, but he can influence people that go to his video for the first time. Yeah. And, okay. I mean, they, they, do I that, also, yeah. they, do, they do also offer a ridiculous amount of money, which in my and, mind, <clears throat> and, and like that, this, is, this is twofold. One is someone offers, I know, a ridiculous amount of money, way above what should be the market average mm -hmm. for the exposure that they normally get from that kind of personality. Ignoring who this is, in this case Jimmy, but that doesn't matter. It's just like everybody say they offer really good money. Way more yep. than what should be for the exposure that they're getting. The other part is, in my mind, a lot of these mobile games, and pretty much everything that's based on microtransactions, is just next to being gambling. Not maybe... Not wrong. Legally. Not wrong. Yeah. But morally, to me, that's how it feels. Because yep. you get the same kind of rush, you get the same kind of addictiveness to spending money, hoping you get really cool shit out of it. Mm -hmm. And usually you don't, you lose to the house anyway. Yeah, it's close yeah. to addiction. You're right. So, uh, like, for me, I, I... One thing is, like, uh, th there was the whole uh, loot box thing that was happening in Belgium a couple of years back where loot boxing were categorized as being gambling. I'm not sure how that went over in Norway yet. I think we ended up with the same conclusion. What's that, loot boxing? That, uh, when you buy a random box for a certain amount and they advertise to say, oh, you buy, it costs 20, you're guaranteed a value of 50. Okay. But it's all shit. Oh, you're not talking anyway. video games, but you're talking about like the normal ones. Yeah, no, 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 no. like, yeah, the, it's both mm. in the digitally and real life. The, the concept exists both places. I love the real life though. I had, I, I had an abonnement because there was an, always a t-shirt and there was some nerd stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. And by all means, uh, they, they are selling, they're not selling the items in the box. They're selling the experience of wonder and excitement of yeah. opening yeah. it. Also that, so yeah. the, in, the mm -hmm. content actually by marketing doesn't matter mm -hmm. uh, and then it, my point was more like by law in Norway I'm not sure even I would be allowed to advertise for a company that has loot boxes in it mm -hmm. ah okay I, I'm not allowed to do alcohol marketing I'm not to, allowed to market for tobacco products mm -hmm. So, like, for me in Norway, that would actually be illegal. Not only against my morals from beginning, because it's uh, it's dangerous to your health in so many different ways. Also, the money part and gambling things. Mm -hmm. But also illegal here. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, I mean, for me, that, that, that that's, an, that's, that's like a no-starter. I, I can't even entertain the idea. And then, in my mind as well, like... The, the Rage Shadow Legends, all of those games, they are, in my mind, next to gambling. They are just below it because it's maybe higher entertainment value. Maybe you can do it in without spending a lot of money or even any money. But they make money off of people who can't control that addiction. That's mm -hmm. how they make a living. And that goes against my morals. So that you, I, I understand that, and, and I agree because uh, I've never been offered uh, the, the the idea of the, of money uh, to make a, a, an ad for a mobile video game. Uh, but I, I understand that because it's, it, that's not something I, I do. That's not something mm. I enjoy. So I would probably not accept it unless it was a ridiculous amount of money. 
Um, yeah, yeah. So, and, like Jimmy, he needed is, the money. They yeah, gave him so, the money so, he needed. And, and this is yeah, and this is the other thing. It's just like, well, you are a sellout in the case, but you just have to own it. Mm. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. So I, I totally understand the fact that Jimmy did the video because he needed the money. I, 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 in his shoes, I would have done the same thing. The, the, the way you introduce the product, the way you yeah. present the game in the video is also very important because mm. I believe really sincerely that all from all the people watching Jimmy's videos, 90% knows that Jimmy is not playing yeah. this, that kind oh, of game. Absolutely. So to me... Oh, and everybody had a good laugh about it. it yeah. knows. I'm just saying we have to see the other side of people that just stumble over that video and don't know the background. I, mean, I absolutely I, agree. I, I thought it was hilarious. He was wearing his glasses. You could basically see the reflection. Was basically, I think, <laughs> if I remember right, he was pretty much reading it off either piece of paper or yes, <laughs> probably, screen or probably. something. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, it, he even did a version where Brett was running up and feeding him lines and running out of camera again. <laughs> and they yes, had that yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if that was the f one time or the first time or it didn't make the final cut or whatever it was, but it, they mentioned that on, on the Making It podcast they had. Yeah. Uh, and I found that hilarious. That was actually a good joke. Yeah. That, that, I, I found it funny uh, that by only his attitude or the way he was pre presenting the game, Jimmy was showing you that he was not interested, but just doing it for the money. And and I, I mean, I I've, I see nothing wrong in that because if you need the money and you have to pay the bills, uh, making money one way or another uh, is is good. I, I mean, twenty bucks is twenty bucks, so in a certain extent. Um, <laughs> Uh, the, the, uh, but, but I found very important, at least to me. So it doesn't, regardless what other makers do, uh, in my case, um, I'm very specific about what I do when I get offered uh, to present a product or a tool or to earn money for something in a video. Um, I've worked with a few brands so far, so I got free tools from a um, tool making company. I got uh, clothing from uh, another brand. Uh, I said yes both time because it was good tools and it was good clothing for makers. Uh, I mean, I've been wearing them for three or four years now and it still haven't moved so i'm not advertising it but i and i like the product so i said yes because i i, I like the product and no money was involved at any stage mm -hmm. um i believe that that's also something important when people uh, post this comment oh you are a sellout you're a sellout they know nothing about the deal um you, you can get free tools that will help you develop your activity, develop your hobby or develop your, your brand or making more uh, videos because that's, that opens a new uh, realm of possibilities uh, to you. Um, but it doesn't mean that you are earning money and, and you are betraying your principles doing so. You are becoming a sellout, as you said. If you do that, if you betray your principle and you are not willing to do the video, you are you know that the product is shit, but you are trying to sell it to people who don't know the product just in order to get money. And that's mm -hmm. called advertisement. Mm -hmm. And it's it's been done everywhere, on the billboards, in the newspaper, on TV, on the internet for decades. And nobody's saying no. Anything about that. Everybody's fine with it. Yeah, and I and I can completely agree with that. The other thing is, and that is also something I really should mention at that point. Sorry that if I go off that, what you just said that's a little okay. bit. No, but okay. um, 
it is I am in a situation where it's a hobby for me and I, I basically if I get to that point where companies approach me for tools and to try stuff out I'm going to be ecstatic about it and I will mm -hmm. love that it is still a hobby I have my main job I have mm -hmm. no financial need and I can allow myself to say no to <laughs> anything that is not strictly aligning with my interests mm. that, that's so why this, I, yeah that's why I started saying there is the hobbyist it, and that there are people yeah, living that, from that YouTube means, it's completely two different things yeah, that, that being said I, I shouldn't be judging um, other ones because if as a maker you're making a living out of your YouTube and you are struggling financially or it really just helps you to enable you with other projects mm -hmm. this is also somebody should always consider the background of it I don't see you judging. You have an opinion, which is perfectly fine. You are just explaining what you think, and that's great. Uh, but in, a, in that case, you are right, because if, if people need the money to do something, uh, that, that's okay. I'm, yeah, I'm only not okay when it's too obvious. I mean, knowing Jimmy, I know that he, he accepted uh, in part for the joke and because it was good money. Mm -hmm. But I am not gonna uh, expect Jimmy or do it myself uh, or, 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 or accept to do it myself. Like if it was a video selling shoes or clothing, wasn't you, Raz, that got this offer on Instagram of uh, <laughs> yeah, I did <laughs> for dresses or stuff like that. Yeah, I did. Uh, I, I hope you said yes because I, no, I, I didn't respond to them. Oh, sorry. You would look lovely in this pink <laughs> red dress that they showed you. Well, there will not be pictures of this on the Instagram account. I can tell you that much. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you, I mean, um. From my point of view, making YouTube videos as a maker is making tutorials or inspirational videos where you are making a project and you are you are working with your hands and using tools and and raw materials. That's that's what I try to do. I wouldn't stop in the middle of a video to sell clothing or to sell you a trip or to sell you uh, stuff that are absolutely not related to what I'm trying to do in my videos, which is making entertaining or teaching something I have, I'm, have I'm probably going to eat my words later but I would absolutely do it and I just thought of one brand which has nothing to do with making but would just be hilarious to do it I don't know if they're even still around the manscaping commercials <laughs> I was because thinking I think Spice commercial but yeah. I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think they're so freaking hilarious that I would yeah build them into a project if I would just use the shaver to get some felt <laughs> to like <laughs> shave it off or like take a piece of wood I don't know but this is something like I, I just think about the worst like what everybody thinks of the, like those mobile games but mm -hmm. there's actually other products that has nothing to do that do the exact same thing as those mobile games to get exposure mm -hmm. and has nothing to do with the project but I still think it's a freaking hilarious I, I have a point though that I would like to get your opinion on or to just toss out there more or less uh, you want to mute an idea maybe maybe uh, so from journalism you have a certain set of ethics you should be following mm -hmm. to stay as a credible source of information yeah mm -hmm. one of those is that you never can take money for things that you're reporting on yeah because we know like science-based you immediately get biased towards the company that are giving you free shit or money you're right you're right so 
like uh, the games journalist here in Oslo that have been doing a lot of good work, they can't be selling games mm-hmm. because they work as journalists. They really are. Uh, that's why I like them. They are really, really strict on keeping to those traditional, I guess you could say, at least in this world of fake news, traditional set of ethics of, no, we are reporting on the games industry. We can't be monetarily engaged with them. Yeah. yeah. So, as a maker, if you actually want to be credible, can you actually take money from brands doing maker things? That's a good question, and that's, that's probably the, the actual definition of being a sellout. It's seen I, in, a, I, I in a bad way. I don't know. In, so my, mind, my, in, my, in my mind, if I, if I just may go first, yeah. uh, I've, I would not feel... If I were to do a tool review channel, I wouldn't be comfortable taking money from tool companies. Mm-hmm. As a simple blacksmith just forging that stuff, I'm much more lax about what sort of companies I feature on my channel. Yes and yes. Mm-hmm. But... I would never want to go in a professional relationship with a company that have ethics and morals that contradict what I believe in. Yeah, sure. True. Absolutely. Yeah, that's because, your freedom. Because I am associated with them. Whatever they do are reflected on me. Mm-hmm. Maybe not to an ex- a large extent. And like what happened five years ago, ten years ago, very little so. Mm-hmm. But like with the information I have here and now... Uh, like if I go to a company and say, hey, I really like your product, I have this YouTube channel. I have been dreaming about getting this thing or I need more of this so I can introduce more people to it. For example, getting more machines to do, do more classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would want to do that because it's a specific intent of making the product I want to sell better. Yeah. And I know that this product is with the one I want. I would have to spend my own money if they weren't giving it to me. And if I'm anyway know I'm going to buy it, that's easier for me. But I also know that I'm always, always going to be biased to the things I have because I have them. I can't like say a lot of positive things about a product I don't use. I agree and disagree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I agree Good, on the because that, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I I agree on the fact that. Um, what a company is doing can reflect on you, so you have to be very careful about they're taking the same risk. who they are. Um, yeah, yeah, by all means, they are taking the same risk with me. By all means, I, I'm not negating that. Uh, but it's, it's more the fact that um, I would not want to work with Harbor Freight, for example, and Harbor Freight branded tools, and the equivalent we have in Norway, uh, Bilteba, because their whole business model is to buy you one item when you need it for 15 minutes, and then you can toss it. I would like to only sell quality products that you buy once and it lasts your lifetime. Okay, so let, let me explain what I do in that case. Okay, um, yeah. So, so first thing, the thing I, I, I agree uh, with you uh, on is a company, the, the behavior of a company is very important. So when I got uh, this call from this uh, closing company, I did my research on them. Because at the time there was a lot of, of, of people talking in the media about uh, where the cotton come from, who they employ to yeah. get it, f- and, and all that shit. So I did done my research and it, I, it's actually a 
quite recent responsible company and and the traceability is very important for them as well so they are not employing kids they are they are using the materials from a part of the world is not maltreating people or it's not related to slavery or anything so yeah the ethic of the company is very important so i totally agree with that what I don't agree with uh, is the fact that you wouldn't take money from a company asking you to, to show uh, their product and make a review about. Because when they want to advertise their product on TV, in the newspaper, on the magazine, on billboard or whatever, they are paying for that. Oh, they yeah, are absolutely. giving people money. So if you want to get the product if you are making a living by reviewing products you need products to feed your channel and to give videos to your subscribers and your viewers to enjoy and to know more about what is available on the market so you need the product so you can buy it and be totally free of whatever you say about the product but if you get the product for free you are giving the brand free advertisement yes for yes. for oh, them yeah. it's a it's a win for their own money yeah so, and, and yeah. I, i'm also very much of the mind that uh if i am providing value to someone i mm-hmm. should be getting something in return absolutely i, I i'm very much uh, that's like that's also an ethic bit of me like mm-hmm. uh for example just with the moving help of moving to shop and apartments and all of that now mm-hmm. like yeah, I'm asking a lot of my friends. Not because mm-hmm. all of my shit is stupidly heavy. <laughs> and there's a lot of it. Yeah. But but also I'm I, I the least I should do is like make sure they are fed and cover yeah. the petrol and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I mean there's a transaction there. That makes Absolutely. it a lot easier for me to ask that often because I know I'm giving yeah. something back. Yeah. What, what was the saying? If you take something, something in equal value must be given. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then I would use both my arms and nobody would want that. <laughs> so my last point, uh, when I get approached by a brand, um, I take a look at what they offer. Uh, I I know now uh, big brands, how they work and, and what they offer. When um, I don't want to give it names, but... Um, I've been approached recently by by a company uh, which is not a, a, a tool making company. They are only selling shit. So, and when I say shit, it's like d- different range of products in every category. Not, they not, are not actual doo doo. Not actual. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, or but or, no, or no even the bad tools. Oh, that would They're, be fun to be sponsored by when your company. <laughs> <laughs> That would be believe me when I say this company is the shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's so many puns you can do. Oh, oh uh, just... side side sidebar. So uh, in in the town of Luon, next over you have next to that you have a big uh, company that sells gravel. Uh-huh. Now, one Norwegian word for a type of gravel is single, uh-huh. uh, like being single. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they have advertisement every single Valentine's. Yeah, single sure. on Valentine's? Question mark. Big pink heart. <laughs> and then the knees they say they also have sell gravel. <laughs> and that's I, I love that. Yeah, that's Studien uh, Puk, I think they're called. But yeah, uh, <laughs> if anyone are wondering, because that, that's hilarious to me. That is funny. Yeah, sorry, go on. 
Uh, yeah, so my, my, my last, very last point about that, um, because we are uh, running short on time. Um, my point of view is that if I don't betray the spirit of my channel, if I don't betray myself, I can accept an offer from, from a brand. Either it is showing the tool, making a, making a review or getting money for it. Um, now that I have most of the tools that I need, I'm more inclined to ask money for, for a, a video, uh, me using a tool or, or making a review video. At mm. the beginning, you are, you are not very um, picky about that. You get free tools, so you are okay. But when they offer you to, to send uh, your fifth uh, 3D printer, you're kind of like, okay, I, I, I have more than I use. So I, either you send me more money or you send me money and I do it. Uh, either you send me something else or I don't do it or whatever. So you can you can start being picky with time and with more offer coming. Um, but my point is, when I know that the product is not great, I'm I I always offer the company three choices. Um, the first one is to make a video in which I talk, I say good thing about the product, but uh, and, and in in a short period of time, so pretty quick after I received the the, the tool but it's going to be super expensive. Mm -hmm. The second choice I give is I talk, I say whatever I want about the product, if I like it or don't like it. I have time to do the video and publish it whenever I want. And it's going to be a little less, less expensive. And the least expensive video is I don't talk, I only show the product. Uh, either it, it is sent to me for free or I get money, it doesn't really matter, but it's on my terms. Oh, everything is on my terms. I don't talk if I don't want to. I don't say anything about the product. I just use it for my project and I publish the video whenever I want. And, and I give them a choice. They are coming to me because of the number of my subscribers that I have on, on my channel. So they trust me to get exposure for that product. So you don't have to say yes every single time. I wouldn't say yes for a dress, for uh, <laughs> whatever. If it's not tools or something related to um, having fun making stuff or just making stuff or learning stuff because that's what I, I try to preach on my channel. Uh, I would probably not do it if it's not a ridiculous amount of money. So dictating your terms, saying what you can do and not do or want to do to a brand, um, it's not bad. I mean, it's a contract. A contract is must work both ways. It's mm -hmm. a negotiation. So you can do a counter offer and... You don't have to say yes to anything just because it's free tools or a, 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 a little bit of money. Um, I, I believe the only thing uh, is to stay true to yourself. And as long as I can recall, I didn't betray myself on, on uh, promoting stuff on my channel. Uh, every single tools that I've shown so far uh, was something that I liked, trust, had trust in. Uh, and, and, and wanting to show to people to show them, oh, listen, that exists and that's cool. It can be good for you. Doesn't mean that you have to buy it. I don't say buy it because I'm making money out of it. I'm saying this exists. You can probably enjoy it as I enjoyed it. Um, so yeah. I, 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 just say, I just want to say, I just want to say, I think it's really smart of you to give a couple of tiered pricing. Mm -hmm. 
because then you're not saying like this is my rate and this is the only thing I want to do. You're, you're giving a couple of options. You're showing a uh, 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 you're showing that you're willing to negotiate and discuss yeah. things a little bit. Uh, and also it gives them like the easy sort of tier thing of like these are the three products I provide you when mm -hmm. it comes to advertising yeah. on my channel using my mm -hmm. views as it were. I like if that. You, if you are ever contacted by a company never give an offer first. Uh, just ask what they want how much they offer uh, just ask questions but don't say my price for a video is that yeah. amount. Because it closes the negotiation right away. Uh, I, I've been approached by, by a brand, I, I won't tell uh, who that was. Um, they wanted a video and I said, okay, that's, I'm, I'm asking that much for a video. And they said, oh, it's, it's way above what we are paying to other makers. Um, and, and I knew it and I, I specifically asked for that amount of money because I didn't want to make the video. Um, but knowing, <laughs> knowing, uh, how much people over a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube can ask, I asked less, but still too much for them mm. because I didn't want to make the video. And it's a, it was a, an easy way out of this kind of negotiation about a product that I didn't want to show on my channel because it had nothing to do with me, my, my, my stuff or my, my spirit of my channel. Yeah. Okay. And a, sort of a quick thing that I learned. So sort of the first price that had ever been, that's always given is sort mm -hmm. of the fuck you price. Yeah. You should never accept that. Yeah. Either add on some extra terms or ask for more money. Like Absolutely. always. Because that's basic negotiations. If yeah, it's a negotiation. You don't have to do it on their term just because you are happy that they approached you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, 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 if you've made videos in the past with no money, uh, only a few tools just for the fun, you can keep doing that. And bronze will come to you with time and you will make money and you will get tools. That, that's something that Laura Kampf uh, mm. told me years ago, the first time I met her in Hanover for the Maker Fair. Uh, we were having a conversation with, with another guy. Um, and, and he asked her, uh, so how, how do you get sponsorship? At, at the time I was far away from hope, only hoping to get sponsorship from, from bronze. And, and she told us, don't worry, it will come with time. If you keep doing good content and, and, and you will grow your channel and, and the brands will come. And they did. So she's absolutely right. Um, all you can discuss is how you make the video, why you make the video, what you show in the video and the amount of money, if there is one that you can get at the end. But it's, as, you, as, as we said, it's a negotiation. You don't have to accept anything for any price. You don't just, just don't betray yourself. And if you stay mm. true to yourself, after that, you can just say, yeah, fuck, I'm a sellout because you're, you, you are still true to yourself and what you are doing. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of stuck with you saying true to yourself because the only thing I hear is true to your heart from Mulan, the song. <laughs> um, <laughs> Damn. Too bad I don't know Mulan songs. I, I would have yeah, sung no, it, it, one it, for it's you. It's probably different in French yeah. anyway. No, like, the, the, the melody, the socks or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the melody is still the same. <laughs> probably, probably. Should it? Should we move on to focus? Let it go. No, nope, wrong move. Yeah, exactly. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, what's your focus? Great. 
this week? My focus is, and I have to look the name up because... It, because it looked like you were f looking for something while we were talking. <laughs> no, I, I knew, yeah, I knew um, who I wanted to put the focus on. I just, the name is kind of like, the channel is his name. Uh, it's uh, Martin, Martin Dollard, probably. We have mm -hmm. to put that in the show notes. Yeah. Um, it's a guy from what I believe is the Netherlands um, who bought an old stone house or a couple of stone houses in the mountains of Italy. Okay. Oh. Just in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. No, wait. This showed up at my homepage on YouTube. Yeah, Today? because it's also got subscribers. Well, he's up at 182k subscribers. And I think when I watched his first video, I think it was at like maybe 50 or 60. Yeah. And um, he is, his job is a graphic designer. And it really flows into his camera work and everything he does. And there is not like huge background music or anything, but it's just nice. He, he plays with the camera angles. He's playing there. He's also interviewing his neighbors, um, talking to them that live on that side of the mountain. And he's slowly restoring those cabinets and uh, just really relaxed. And he's breaking so many rules with his videos about like what you're supposed to use on time and everything because I think some of them um, are like 45 minutes or 50 minutes. And I, I remember just watching the movie and it was done like this. Mm. And I was just like, oh, wow, where did those 45 minutes go? <laughs> Honestly, so. though, that, that's a whole other topic uh, we could go into, sort of... Uh, what people talk about regarding how to make things the algorithm likes versus mm -hmm. making things for the audience you want to have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's yeah. a topic we could have in the future. Or that what people make yeah. and it will automatically be at one point then the algorithm because it, the algorithm is moved by the people and what they do yeah. and what they watch. So, yeah. Well, okay. But that, that that's, would that's be something opinion, else. So we don't need to talk about it now. That's fine. Exactly. No, but um, <laughs> like I said, the, the guy does a really good job. He also has, and this is, I think, what well, was really pleasantly surprised. Uh, he wrote a couple of books, uh, and that was a year on a bike and two years on a bike. So he was living in Canada at the point, I believe, and he just took a bike tour down to San Francisco and from there over to New Mexico, and just really nice because he documented just a small it evening with ride. pictures. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the books are one year on a bike and two years on a bike, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just the cinematography is well done. Uh, he explained what he's seen, um, like a nice portrait of the people, uh, the food and everything. So it's it's just really enjoyable to watch. I can highly recommend it. It's one of those 3 a.m. I should be in bed, but oh, what's this? Just one more video. Mm. Nice. I know that feeling. Yeah. Me too. Because that's my so that's my focus. That's my focus. That uh, <laughs> uh, no, I uh, Al of Al Shack Ak Shack over on Fools to Tools podcast. He mentioned Nerd of the Rings, and with the okay. whole Rings of Power coming up now. Mm -hmm. uh, I have started to delve back into the lore of Middle-earth and the Silmarillions and all of that. And mm -hmm. I have been binging a lot of super in-depth nerdy videos about specific characters from the first age of Middle-earth and all that bullshit. And I find nice. it glorious. Uh, Nerd of the Rings. But also, also, I 
just now rediscovered just now now early this week rediscovered Kyle Hill. He used to have his own series of video on Nerdist, but they parted ways years back, and he's been doing his own thing. And that his own thing now is really cool. He's making documentaries about whatever the fuck he want, and he has a really fun, quirky style really nerdy and he goes into some ridiculous depths and he has a really good point of view on a lot of things I think nice and the last like thing that he's been doing now that I think will is a series that's now coming out is on Chernobyl and mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. actually inside one of the reactors that's still standing no yeah can you go there well the one that's still standing you can the one that melted you cannot Okay. Yeah, the I, I thought it was completely under a big uh, concrete. Uh, thing. A lot yeah, of it is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, as I said, really interesting things. Really interesting yeah, yeah, point sure. of views. Yeah. Okay. Not only oh. like his mind thinking about things, but also how he shows things. Uh, as I said, like he comes from a channel that is called Nerdist. His background is super nerdy. So, ah. so expect extra so it's going to be things. about the lizard man from Alpha Centauri <laughs> I'm sorry you guys didn't play cyberpunk <laughs> no sorry not yet Wonder baby. but yeah that's the my two. turn yep okay so um, two people and one TV show because that's been pretty much my week um, I was super happy to have a chat with Sophie uh, this week um, oh. From Make It Soft, Ooh, for your Patreon thing. Also, no, no, just just a, a chat. A oh, yeah, you did that chat a while back. Yeah, uh, no, Friday it was. No, but I mean the, anyway. the Patreon chat you did with Soph. Oh, the Patreon chat with her. Uh, yeah, wait, well, it's last year. Uh, right, okay. But but I'm, yeah, stupid. Uh, no, no, don't worry. That's okay. Uh, we had a phone call uh, for about an hour, and and she's lovely, and 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 it was great. Uh, so Sophie um, from Make It Soft, and mainly on Instagram these days, yeah, but also on TikTok and YouTube, she's making wonderful stuff, and 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 she's great. Uh, also, did the same thing uh, a little bit uh, later. Uh, in the night with um, the bearded wizard Jamie, uh, so also a, um, a great guy, and, and I love both of them. So uh, the TV show is called Staged. If you haven't seen it, it's absolutely brilliant. It's um, it, it's a bit dated now because it started uh, during the pandemic, during the first lockdown. They shoot that uh, very strange show. It's basically David Tennant, so Doctor Who, Ooh. with uh, Martin Sheen, uh, mm-hmm. his friend, not Martin Sheen. It is Martin Sheen. I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's not Martin Sheen? Is it Martin Sheen? I've, I always have the doubt about the, the name of the guy. I know it's Sheen, but Martin is... No, Martin is the guy in the West Wing. What's the name of the... Hot oh, damn it. Um, <laughs> David Tennant and Michael Sheen. Sorry, Michael, Michael Sheen. Sheen. Same okay. difference. 
Yeah, no, they're completely different guys, <laughs> and that, uh, the style is not the same. Um, if you have seen uh, The Good Omens uh, on Amazon Prime a few months ago, they are the yes. two lead, lead actors and main characters. So they are friends in life, and they did that show where everybody was under lockdown, and so they were talking uh, on the internet, just as, as we are doing now, and it became a show uh, called Staged. Uh, it's a very short episode, about 20, 25 minutes each, uh, about eight of them for season one and two it's absolutely brilliant it's funny as fuck uh, I really like it and they are talking about making a third season which is great um, even though there is no lockdown anymore hopefully uh, we won't have any of those uh, in the future but um, I really hope they will do a season three, three of this show because it was brilliant so Michael Sheen and David Tennant in stage Highly recommend if you are like me, not sleeping and having insomnia, and, and it's just like the oh, I'm watching this, and then I try to sleep, and oh no, one more episode, and mm -hmm. then I will try to sleep, and then you, it's 5 a.m. So yeah, yes. don't do that, but watch the show. Yeah, anything with David Tennant is uh, gold star in my book. At least and something worth looking at as well. Mm. Uh, although he did uh, Twilight a few years ago, which I don't recommend, but pretty much anything mm. else with Michael Sheen is also good. Yeah. Any other last Twi bits? Twilight the TV show or Twilight the Sparkling Vampire? The Sparkling, sparkling Vampire oh, uh, fuck no. <laughs> movie, uh, all of that. So, okay. yeah. I have one last but, bit. Yeah? Just, or did you have more to go on? No, I'm done. Okay, because I just want to say that uh, I realized one thing this last week, mm -hmm. and that is that the only way to get Steve's house attention is to start with insulting him. <laughs> so I recommend anyone else out there that when you want to talk to Steve House, call him some name beforehand. <laughs> and then, then you can have the conversation. That seems to be the best okay. way of doing it. Good to know. Apart from that, you can find us collectively at Two Thirds Focused on all of the usual social media looking thingies. And you can find me at Rasmus Lewin and Lewinsmith.no. And you can find me at the Red Smith or Red Smith or the Red No. Let, let, let's do that again. You can find me at theredsmith.com and on all the socials at Red Smith or the Red Smith. The Red Idol. <laughs> And you can find me at nerdinventor.com or nerdinventor on either YouTube or Instagram. And don't hesitate to send us feedback and questions for the Q&A episode that we Ooh, are yes. Yes, please. prepping. So two thirds focused, spelled out at jmail.com. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you for listening. And that's it. Yep. yep. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.